It's time for Push to Play, your weekly trophy podcast with Mindy and CJ. Listeners, welcome to episode 53 of Push to Flat. I hope you're enjoying your home isolation. If if that is where you are, have you discovered any new rooms, any secrets, any bodies in the attic, perhaps? Mindy. Yes. How has your week been? I've been social distancing. I've also taken to uh, someone on Facebook, you know, some of my game friends on Facebook have been passing around this message that's like, while you're you're in quarantine, make sure that you're writing, you know, handwriting a bunch of diaries and notes and then leave them around the house so that people can come later and piece together what happened. Is, is that like if you don't survive or something? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I could just imagine you doing that, though, because you'd turn it into like a like an adventure game type situation or whatever else, you know, be, and I can see it like day one in the kitchen. I don't have but I don't have that many like weird hidden compartments in my apartment i totally would i'd be like put these two innocuous things together and it will like trigger a latch that will open up a wall panel i don't have wall panels in my apartment cj (laughs) and it's very cruel of you to tease me with something awesome like that that i can't do there's there's always the imagination see i can imagine you know like day seven i'm gonna tackle the hall but there's a leprechaun and i need to guess his name before i can move down there <laughs> There'll be all these Sierra. My neighbor's elements. not that short, and that's a very cruel thing to call him. Look, look. Oh, what? Oh, hello. I see you've invited the neighbor in. So maybe there isn't that much social distancing going on. <laughs> no, actually, I did. I actually did meet uh, two of my neighbors mm. uh, this week because everyone kind of keeps themselves here. Everyone's on different schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was walking at the same time as this neighbor that I'd met, and. Um, I was just kind of talking to him about apartment stuff. And then the across the hall, the door opened. He was like, people! And these are people my age, which which kind of surprised <laughs> me. Because every other neighbor I've met in this building is older. Not like, you know, grandma, but they are, you know. And so we we were all in like a triangle shape in the hallway doing our social distancing. Um, just talking to each other for about mm, 10 minutes. So if I die, you might want to look at those two people. <laughs> everyone's eyeing everyone's stuff off. I like it. Ooh, she's got some good stuff in there. <laughs> we'll bump her off under the corona uh, illusion. I like it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the Australian government, you know, in its, its slow uh, pedestrian acting pace has, has, has maintained that this week. But they've now issued a new decree that you can only gather in groups of two. In public, which is, you know, it's fantastic, Mindy, because I, I don't know how many times you've you've seen a group of two in public, I suppose, that, well, if you're a family unit, it's okay. Well, you can't even be a group if you're two. No. You'd be a pair. Yes, yeah. Well, well, we're looking forward to when it's a group of one, you know. But the other exciting thing, of course, is that they've now locked up or they've advised all the people over 70 to, to stay locked up in their house. And, I mean, within the next week or so, they'll probably be advised not to breathe as well. I think, you know, that's uh, the level of maturity we have from the government at the moment. 
moment. I gotta say, you know, I know, I know it's gonna bother you, but I think New Zealand has you guys beat on this. Of course. Like they had like four cases and they locked the hell down. They were like, nope, we're we've we've seen other countries. We're uh we're not gonna go that yeah, way. They have a leader. They have a leader, Mindy. We we have a person. It's just, <laughs> just, just having a bit of fun, you know. Unfortunately, it's it's, it's going to go bad for him. I think in a couple of weeks. At least he's having a go, I suppose. You know, that's all all we can say at, at this point. But the the funny thing is, all these people over seventy, Mindy, they're locked in their house. You know, and they, these people, I don't know what they do all day. They're retired. They don't do anything. You know, they can do whatever they want. You know, and now that you're reading these stories, like it's only been two days, and they're like, oh, I've got nothing to do. You know, I'm so bored. You know, I want to go to the shopping center and just do nothing there which you know is what they do I think and all this sort of stuff and I'm just thinking you know I would love it imagine I'm sure you're the same Mindy imagine if everything just stopped there is so many things that I haven't had a chance to do that I could do within the house still and I was just like how can you how can you have nothing to do but I don't know I don't know oh CJ I've been training for this moment for years (laughs) yeah years yeah, yeah well that's what they say isn't it the, the gamers and the nerds or whatever this is they, they've been living this life forever you know so this is, this is they're, they're acclimatized i was thinking the other day they're sort of maybe they'll be like the cockroaches you know in like a year's time they'll emerge from their den and they'll be the only people still around it'll be like a like a 28 days later situation whatever just full of people just that play squ- Fortnite, just squinting into the sun yes 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 I, i've been locked in Fortnite for a year and now i'm now i'm ready <laughs> Ready to play the real Division Two out on the streets? <laughs> I don't know. As dude, as long as the internet stays up, like I think there's going to be real problems. You know, it's hard enough getting people to socially distance now in this country mm. or to self quarantine. I think if the internet goes down, riots. Yes. Yes. Well, I, I wonder. That would be the same with Netflix. I, even if the internet stayed, but Netflix went or streaming TV went. That could be the end, I feel. I, I don't know. Netflix less. I mean, it seems like everyone and their mother is watching some Netflix series right now about some dude who had like an exotic zoo and like maybe his <laughs> wife killed him and fed him to his tiger. But like, he's just a weird guy. And it's called uh, uh, Tiger yes. King. Have you watched any of this yet? No, but this guy is, I feel like I've read about this guy before because it's not, it's not unfamiliar to me, this story, mm. but I haven't watched mm. the documentary or I should say documentary quote, 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 because Netflix tends to, I've noticed they tend to pick a side with their documentaries. You know, a lot of them do. My understanding is that this one really picked a side and basically said, this woman is crazy guilty. And you know, it's likely she is. This dude seemed like an asshole for all intents and purposes. Mm. But, you know, it's a, it's a weird line with documentaries when they're so obviously skewed for one side or another, as opposed to just being like, here are the facts. It's a, it's a tricky line. I'm not blaming Netflix entirely. I know I've seen a lot of other documentaries that do this. It's interesting. I, like, I don't know anything about it other than that he was there with a line or whatever. And, you know, in my ignorance, because at the moment here, it's on the splash screen when you, you put on Netflix. So they're really pushing it or whatever. And I thought, oh, this must be like some sort of an American Steve Irwin ripoff. But from what you're saying, maybe it's nothing like that at all. I thought maybe it was more of a, a wildlife type thing, but obviously not. No, as far as I understand, this dude is not a, like, Steve Irwin's a conservationist. Yes, he had a zoo, Mm. but he's, like, properly a conservationist. This dude seems more like a, like it's an ego thing for him. Like, yeah, technically they have a 
uh, I'm just Googling this. They have a cat rescue, but it kind of sounds like maybe his wife is the actual conservationist. Like a, a they run a sanctuary, but it seems like his is more of an ego trip, and he's the one who wants to like kind of pimp out the cats and make money out of them. You know what I mean? I mean, for God's sake, he changed his name to Joe Exotic. That's not his name. Okay, well, I thought then maybe when I saw the line, I thought, well, maybe he's a trophy hunter. Obviously, you know, not a not a gamer trophy hunter, a hunter trophy hunter. But obviously, obviously, in my mind, this series has taken on a, a totally different turn to reality. So perhaps I should I should check it out. I'm not I'm not sure. I'll, I'll add it to the list, Mindy. You know, the list is is getting is getting short. Obviously. So why don't why don't we? Oh, I'm. Oh, I don't know who they're saying. This dude's still alive. He's in jail. Oh. Spoiler. What are these memes I'm these memes I'm saying where they're like this woman fed her husband to the tiger? I thought it was him. But no, he hired someone to try to kill her. And now he's in jail for it. Well, this it. could actually be quite good then. I didn't realize it was a crime a crime thing. <laughs> I quite like the old crime things. Well, who the hell is the internet saying she killed? Oh, is this an internet sleuth thing? Oh. She married a millionaire, and then he di- He disappeared. Mm, this looks like a, you need to do a bit of hate-watching here, Mindy. This, this would be perfect for hate-watching. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to. Oh, man, I wasn't going to watch this, but now I kind of want to. <laughs> Damn it. Why is it that I can't... I didn't watch anything on Netflix for months, and then I canceled my Netflix subscription... And now Netflix is coming out with some stuff I want to watch. Damn it, Netflix. That's not cool. So there you go, listeners. Mindy will do anything to avoid her PS3 backlog. And now she's trolling through the back catalogs of Netflix to do it. I love it. I can do both. (laughs) I do possess a PS3 and a laptop. I can, in fact, do both. Yeah, but this a show like this is going to take all your concentration. It would definitely take all of my concentration, I can tell. <laughs> I, You clearly have not seen a picture of this man because I could not put my full concentration oh, on it's him. It's very colourful. It would definitely distract me. But look, let, let, let's, let's, let's move on. We've got, some, we've got some questions here, Mindy. So last week we did, we did some questions for the first time in ages. So, so obviously two more people now have, have, have sent questions, which is fantastic. Just a reminder, listeners, if you want to send questions, probably the easiest way now mindy is to jump on the discord and there's a a podcast question section there so you can just pop it in there of course you you could put it on twitter if you like this this works well uh either either way is fine listeners you can do whatever you like but anyway we've got we've got that or email or email yes you could but look i'm leading to the discord because then you get to see other people's questions you get to share It's, it's a very you know it's a very thorough experience and it's also easy for us so anyway we we have the first question comes from Zuche. Sorry, Zuche. Uh, was one what was one game that you were looking forward? Let's call him Bob. Bob, yes, yes. John Smith has submitted. No, look, sorry, Zuche. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the name Zuche from now on. Now, if that if that annoys you or, or you know that's a problem, please reach out to me and tell me what you'd like to say there. If it's Bob, totally fine. Uh, so anyway, what was one game that you were looking forward to that ultimately disappointed you? Now, do you want to think about this a bit more, Mindy, while I go, or do you have something there? You go ahead, because I, I don't have a... You guys are asking questions I don't have immediate answers for, and it's annoying me. Mm, they're making us think. It's good. Not really. Please keep sending questions. I like answering questions. Yeah. I just... Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 good. it's thrown me that we've had two weeks that I don't have an immediate, like, crystallized answer in my mind. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Well, they're, they're proper questions, so they, they demand a proper answer, I think. So, I'll, look, I'll stumble along and see what I can do. So, two games that ultimately disappointed you. Probably the biggest game, Zujay, that has disappointed me. And this is a game that I pre-ordered, pre-ordered digitally, which I don't really do a lot of. Like, I, I get a lot of games, but I very rarely, you know, bother to pre-order. I, I usually wait and just see at least till it's been on the store for an hour or two. But this one, I was looking forward to it. And I know I'm not in the majority, uh, minority. I was definitely caught up in the hype. And this, of course, is the No Man's Sky. So I was very excited. Very rarely when I pre-order a game, do I actually wait till midnight here in Australia for it to unlock. But I did with this game and I played it for maybe two hours and it was just garbage. Now, I understand, you know, it's, it's changed. Obviously, it's developed or whatever. But your question was ultimately disappointed you. So that game for me, I thought it was going to be amazing. And then I loaded into, I don't know if you've played at this game or not, Mindy, but I, I loaded into the game and it was just, there was no prompts. There was, I just didn't know what I was doing. It was just this ship. And, and I understand it's an exploration style game, but the colors, it was just, it was not what I expected at all. So I think the overhype of that game got me, probably my own fault many other people I feel too and then the other one look it's a similar situation so it's good to see Mindy that I don't learn and this was the ghost recon breakpoint so I did pre-order this one and the the irony is I pre-ordered it physically and I got the deluxe edition that had all the season pass and all the extra content because I was getting into vision two at the time and I was really enjoying it and I was like you know the UB they've really hit their stride in these games and I did play Wildlands, admittedly, later, and I thought it was great. There was a ton of content and everything was awesome. And I thought, you know, this game's going to be awesome. And so, so I did that. And then I played it. And I think I got to, like, the third mission. And, and if you've played this game, you'll know that it's not a great game to be playing by yourself. Because if you're going to play it by yourself and not in cop, it almost becomes a stealth game. Because if you trigger the bases, it just becomes carnage. Whereas if you had four other people, maybe, maybe you could handle that carnage. But doesn't really seem like the enemies are, are, are lessened or scaled, if you like, to the number. So it becomes very difficult with one. But, you know, it's a side point. So I went into this base and I stealthed it through, you know, down to one guy on the far side. I was going to get through it. And then I fell down between a tree and the wall, Mindy, and I got stuck there. And I just didn't get stuck there like, oh, you know, I'll reset the game. Every time I loaded in, I was still stuck in that one position. And I then had to wait, like, I think it was two weeks for a patch or something they put through, because I probably wasn't the only one stuck in the tree wall situation. So that, that, really, that really disappointed me. In fact, I have not been back to the game since then. Again, I know it's been improved, but, but it's hard to overcome that, Mindy, when you're stuck in the tree, uh, you know, and you've been looking forward to moving forward. Do, do you have something? You know, I do. I do have something. And I want to preface mm-hmm. this by saying I don't hate the game. I was very mm-hmm. disappointed in it because it could have been fantastic. And I I wanted I want to see if you if you get this. It, it's a PS4 game. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a launch game, but it was pretty close. Mm. It's one of the first games they offered up on PlayStation Plus, as I recall. But that's not when I played it. So it's an indie game, most likely, uh, if it was early PS Plus. Uh, it is not an indie oh, game. So it's a, it's a major game. That's one of the reasons it's such a disappointment, is it was not an indie game. Is it a Lego game? It's not a Lego game. So I was thinking of the super, uh, superheroes or Marvel superheroes, although I think that was a launch title. So I don't know. I don't know. know. Go back to the quiz. Is this a PS3 game that was ported to PS4? No, it was not. Ah, so it's not Assassin's Creed then. Uh, no. Okay. 
but you're you're going in the right direction. It's not an Assassin's Creed game, but it could very very easily kind of fit in that kind of gameplay oh. and feeling. It's not it's not that poor man's Assassin's Creed ripoff. What do they call it? Um uh un uncharted or something? Uh I, I can't remember. It is not uncharted. Oh, it's not that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, I'm not sure. It's open world then, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh not really. It's it's third person action adventure. Yes. More or less on rails, which is the first problem. It's the order eighteen eighty six. Oh, oh yes! Yeah, I think remember I've that, that one from my memory. <laughs> yes. Well, now, well, tell me about this. So, so it disappointed you, or it it did it? It disappointed like... me. This game checked all of my boxes. It's it's nineteenth century steampunk London. It's alternate history, which is Assassin's Creed. It's like an order of people who are fighting against vampires and werewolves and and government conspiracies. Like, all the makings of a great game, at least in my book, right? And it was gorgeous. It is a gorgeous game. Like, if you look at it, it's gorgeous. And it goes for about an hour. But it's basically a $60 movie. Grand, I played this game once, and I played it back in 2015, Mm. Mm -hmm. which is when it came out. And I would say, yeah, it's probably three-quarters cutscenes. Of the gameplay, probably two-thirds of it is QTEs. There is some cover-based shooting, but more often than not, it's just QTEs, mm-hmm. and uh, which is which is sad. Like you, I I did follow this game, and I kind of followed the development. It looked great, and I was like, "Yes, I'm in." And um, it was I I don't hate it. I'm just d- very disappointed in this game because I think it could have been really great. Did you plat the game? Like I assume you did. I did. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, it was. I I am right in thinking it was about a six or seven hour plat. Is that right? It was very short, wasn't it? It, it was very short because I think you just had to play it and find collectibles, basically. Um, yeah. I'm just looking it up on my trophy card right now. I did it in twenty hours, but obviously that wasn't a you know a one sitting. You know, I did it over a couple of sittings. Yeah, probably six to ten hours. Not long. I mean, I can't remember the story at all now, but I do remember at the time quite enjoying it. I think maybe, again, because I, I don't mind those sort of games and I didn't, you know, I'm quite happy with that length. But I'm just trying to, I, now even thinking back, I, I remember there might have been a few a few annoying sections, maybe towards the latter end of the game. They're almost like stealthy sections or something where you had the guards walking around and you, you had to sort of, there was an outdoor section, I remember. And that was a little annoying at night. There's one firefight that's, you're in like a tomb. You're in like a small room and it opens up and, you know, it goes out into this big open room and you're just going to die if you do that. So it's actually a better strategy to stay in that room longer than you think you should mm-hmm. and kill people, um, which is not fun. And then you're in a dirigible at some point and like it, it could have been so much better. It was very beautiful, though. I do. I do remember that. And there's like two werewolves in it. Like the whole thing is about how the were you know the <laughs> werewolves are rising and they're big. And there's like there's like two werewolves. I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny though. That's the sort of game that I think like with enough time, like in the back of my mind when you were talking about, it, I was like, well, you know, if there was another stack of that, I'd probably play it now. But then it could be could be the situation where you start it and then you're like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to play this. But it's just interesting. I I had completely blocked that game out of my mind. So that's that's fascinating. I think a lot of people did, but it could have it could have been so great. You know, it's just a disappointment. 
So we also have a, a second question here from Boston George, and he says, what, uh, what is a game you were told would be disappointing that you ended up enjoying? So would you like to go first here, Mindy? I have an answer for this, and you, you, know, you know my answer to this. <laughs> do I? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you do know my answer to this because I've talked about this game before. Oh, well, you, this is not going to be Life is Strange, is it? It is not. Although, you know, this strange too could have been my answer to that other question, but it just would have made you angry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, that's what I was thinking. Sorry, yes, I know that you didn't, you didn't really, it did disappoint you. So now this is something that would have disappointed you, well, you thought would disappoint you, but ended up enjoying you. You ended up enjoying it. Sorry. Right. Okay. Well, mm, I don't know. Do you enjoy any games you play? I do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, it must be nice. You should tell me what that's like sometime. Uh, but look, I don't know. I don't know. What did you, is this something you've played recently? Uh, no. Oh, well, I know it's not Final Fantasy 14. It is not. I have talked about it several times on the podcast. What else can I say? It is on PS3. Yeah, that's dead to me. <laughs> it is very reminiscent of a certain TV show, and that's why they had to make alterations to it. Oh, this is this, I know. Uh, okay, so Twin Peaks game. Uh, is that what the TV show is called? Uh, Twin Peaks? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the game for that, which is called... It has a Japanese version, which has another name as well. I know that. <laughs> a different name. So the Japanese version is called Red yes, Seeds Profile. that's not going to help me, because it's nothing like the name of this game. I know that too. Uh, I don't know. It's a game that I blocked. I looked briefly at the guide and blocked it out of my mind. And I, I thought you maybe you'd done the same because you still haven't gone back and finished. To be honest with you, uh, it's it feels like a Days of Our Lives. I I game. talked I talked about this game in our Hidden uh, Gems episode. I, believe. I just can't remember what it's called, but I know what it is. Deadly Premonition. <laughs> right. Yes. The name doesn't seem right for the content. I don't know. Everything I imagine about that game and then hearing the name Deadly Premonition, it sounds very sinister. I don't know. Well, it, it kind of fits. Red Seed's profile, I think, is a better name. It better explains... It, it, it ties in more to the mystery of the game. But at the same time, it is an awkward name. So I kind of understand. I don't like that they changed it, but I kind of understand why they did it. So why did you think you were going to be disappointed by it? Well, because it's one of those games that I meant it when I said it is an incredibly polarizing game. You either love this game or you hate this game. And mm -hmm. there's no one who just says, yeah, it was all right. You know, it was okay. And I worked for GameStop for several years. And at the time, it was not on PS3. It was only on Xbox 360. And it was a budget game. And I had just picked up an Xbox, a secondhand Xbox uh, 360. And I was looking for a couple of games that were not on PS3, which was still my 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 choice console. And my co like all, everyone every one of my coworkers was an Xbox player except for me. And I think that's why they kept me around is because I knew the other systems. And so they made a couple of recommendations and I picked up Alan Wake and I picked up uh, Deadly. I was like, I've never seen this one. And every single one of my coworkers was like, no, it's awful. It's terrible. I was like, it's like four bucks. And uh, they're like, no, it's, and they kind of described the story. I was like, that sounds like Twin Peaks. Like that sounds fun. Right. But everyone told me it was going to be awful. And I put it and I loved it. I can't, 
claim it's good from a gameplay perspective, it's awful. You know, I've said this before. This is a broken game. But it's just, it's got charm and it has a story and it there is something very scrappy and likable about it. And I just love it. They're all valid reasons. And also my blanket, another blanket answer to this is going to be FMV games because they're all terrible, but I love them. Oh, that, that is so true. Yeah, I think that maybe that category has to win this question. That is so true. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so look, George, what can I throw out? Well, I suppose, look, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the PS3, you know, because Mindy opened the door there. And I think I have two that I was told would be disappointing. So this was early on in the trophy whoring days. The game, you know, has quite a reputation about it. You know, many, many people have said that it's garbage, that it's embarrassing. You should be ashamed to play games like this. But look, I'm going to be honest. I really enjoyed it. It was fantastic to get up to a bit of dancing, have a bit of a sing, you know, try and tie the short hair back in a ponytail. And of course, Mindy, I'm referring to the classic hit here, Hannah Montana, which which I thought was was fantastic. I don't know. Have you played Hannah Montana yet, Mindy? I have not. That's a travesty. <laughs> when are you going to rectify that? It's it's shocking. It's a staple of the the, the system. CJ, I have real games I still need to play that I'm not playing. Come on. This is a real game. It has a story. It has charm. Some people think it's flawed. I don't. It even lets you use the move controllers. I mean, you know, why not? It's it's fantastic. And there's no, there's no, there is, well, there's always one bullshit element in every game, but you know that as well, listeners. And this happens to be the the sort of, I think it's like, it's not a juggling game. It's like, we got to throw the, like the ping pong balls at the, the metal containers and knock them over in the carnival. So, you know, that that's a little annoying. But, you know, other than that, the game, the game is fantastic. So I think that's great. And then it's a toss up for me. Um, indeed, the second one here, I'd probably say either Mega Man or Ice Age 3, but I'd probably lean with Ice Age 3 because I was pretty convinced that the Ice Age series was only for children, which is, is understandable, I think. But when you play that game, Mindy, and I, I assume you probably haven't played this either, Ice Age 3, because you have real games to play. Wait, I'm sorry, back up. You've played a Mega Man game? Well, isn't it? Oh, it's not. What's that one on P, P, uh, PS3? Is it not Mega Man? The, the child's game. Well, the childlike game, I suppose. What's that guy called if he's not called Mega Man? I, what? I think, you know, you've done it. Uh, the well, it's not Mega Man then. It's that other guy, Mega Mind. Is Mega that what it was Mind. Called? Very, very different, CJ. <laughs> now it's the same thing. They look, they're basically the same thing. The, maybe this is the enjoyable version of Mega Man. I don't know, but look, it was, it was kind of fun. It's very much not, listeners. He is telling you lies. It's enjoyable. Did you not enjoy that disco boss where you dance and you have to you have to run on the colors and things or you can you can cheese it and run around the side? Did you not enjoy that? It was fine when I realized I could cheese it. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. But as is what I said, that probably comes in third. I, as I said, I'd probably have to put Ice Age 3 in second uh, because it had so many fun mini games, egg roll challenges, it had races and everything else. And look, Ice Age 4, it doesn't quite make the list, I suppose, because it, it just didn't have as much, but yeah, they're games that I think, you know, everyone gives a, gives a shitty, and, you know, we had a bit of a joke there, but but seriously, the Ice Age games are, are, are games that people do give a shitty rap to, I think, Mindy, and the, the animation is really, particularly in 4, it's really top quality, you know, and yes, they're a platformer, and yes, they're not difficult or whatever, but they, they are fully-fledged sort of games, so, you know, I don't think they're, you know, again, maybe you, you don't want to pay full price for them but they're, they're fun times or whatever, you know, and if you're playing them with a child, because most of them are co-op games as well, I think they're, they're great, but they're, they're, they're no brain fun as well. and very beautiful, no brain fun. So I think, 
I was told they would always be disappointing, but I, I ended up enjoying them. So look, I, I don't imagine that surprises you listeners that I enjoyed it, but it is, it is what it is, Mindy. Have I convinced you? You're so cute sometimes. They're great games. Why would you not want to play like a little raccoon or something? It's fun. But look, anyway, why don't we move across to what the real games that you have been playing this week, Mindy? What, what have you what have you been up to? Now, see, you say it like that, and I really haven't played real games. Um, <laughs> I haven't played much this week. My family problems are, are have passed. So thankfully, you guys won't hear me complaining about that anymore. But I didn't have a lot of time this week. Uh, I did play for mostly for a PlayStation for a PST site event, I played um, Epic Word Search Collection, which is a trick of a game. This is like a, a, a Trojan horse of a game because this is by the the Paugi people, but you wouldn't know it because it's, you know, not branded by Paugi. And it's actually, uh, you know, you look at the trophy list, you're like, oh, this looks like a Paugi list because it's, it's easy and it's, you know, just do, you know, certain parts of each puzzle. But all of the branding of it is not Paugi, which is which is interesting. But I also played Mechorama, which is the, what do you call it? The Rataplata? Mm. Well, just before you go on to that, this epic word search, did you, because there is the option there where you can just use the hint to get the starts of the words. Did you just do that? Or did you sort of try it legit? Both, which is why it took me nine hours to do it. Well, it's it's one of those things that, because it's a big canvas you have to constantly scroll around to look and sometimes you know words go across mm-hmm. different canvases what i like about this and what i thought was a good idea was that it's let's call each grid i don't know 15 by 15 like each block of letters they're different colors and so what they'll do is they'll have the word list mm-hmm. in this in the color of the grid that it's in so it's not like you have a word list because I think the epic puzzles and you have to solve one of them or a segment of one of them in each category. There's four categories. You uh, scroll through and there's mm-hmm. like a hundred words, I think. But whatever part of the screen you're on, the word bank will change to reflect the word that you can actually find at least starting on the screen that you're on. So when you move it a couple of rows, some words will disappear, some words will get added. When you get to the bo- the boundary between two, let's say, 15 by 15 grids and the color changes, your word bank might have two different colors in it because one of the words is only in, like, the red grid and, or, and one is only in the blue grid. So the way they set this up is, is actually pretty smart. But it, if you were doing the whole thing legit, it would take you not as long as you think because, again, you don't need to solve an entire one of these epic puzzles. You do have to solve a, again, let's say 15 by 15 grid in each of the four categories. And then after that, it's just jumping around to different parts of the grid and um, finding the word. And it would be a nightmare if you couldn't, if they didn't section off these grids and, and call it a theme. So if you go to the, like, let's call it the stage select menu for let's say the the animal word search right because there's one that's food and there's one that's travel there's one that's animals and there's one that's sports let's say the animals one and so the the first grid is all about cats so it's just different species of cats and Mm -hmm. and 
you know, verbs that relate to cats, but then a different grid will be just dogs, you know? And so if you go to the stage select and there's a trophy that says, find this specific word, you look at, and it helps with the trophy guide, obviously. You go to each, you know, 15 by 15 grid and scroll around and see, does that word pop up? Oh, it doesn't. I'm in the wrong section. And then go to the next, you know? So it's not as difficult as it could have been. I think I think you're right once you get into it. It's a bit overwhelming to start. I see you did it on PS4. What I like about these games, these word games, is playing them on Vita because of the touchscreen. So I assume this will be similar to the others that you can drag your finger on it. I hope so. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, I assume we'll so, yeah. yeah. And that is, is that, that is a cross-buy, isn't it? Or not? I believe so. Good. I, I never check these things anymore, and I really should. Yeah, I believe I believe it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry. Uh, what was next? Oh, uh, what did I say? Rataplata is mm. uh, Mecharama, which is it's not bad. It's there's a there's a little charm to it. It's mostly a little robot guy that you control. He's he's really cute, but it is a 3D puzzler. Remember, <laughs> remember CJ, uh, where the bees make honey. Yes, and uh, mm. great. Play. I'm not comparing this game to that at all. The only thing I'm comparing is, you know, those segments where you had to find the little honeycombs? Yeah. And you had to rotate the stage around, and sometimes you had to, you know, figure out ways to make the character traverse to open up new pathways. Yes. That's this game, except very competently programmed and a little more difficult than I was expecting. Some of the media, because you only have to play half this game for the platinum, you have to play the easy levels and the medium levels. And then later on, there's the hard and the tricky levels, but you don't have to touch those. But some of the medium levels are actually kind of tricky. So I kind of am wondering what the tricky levels would be. I think it's worth playing. I think it's worth a pickup. Uh, there, I got this mostly on my own. There were a few levels that I, I looked up a video. Thankfully, not. there are a couple of puzzles that come down to timing which is unfortunate, but the majority of them, you can't really mess it up. I have a question then about this. Is this the sort of game, like obviously the time limit runs, the time limit runs out, you, you fail or whatever, but is this the sort of game where you can like fall off the edge or something like that and so you have to restart constantly? Yes. Or is it not like that? Yeah, I see. You can fall off the edge. My Honestly, my biggest gripe for this game, and it's purely a porting thing, is... A, when you fall off the ledge, there's no automatic reset. So there are a couple of stages where your little robot dude can die because there's like either like lightning pads or uh, like little robots made of lightning walking around that can shock him and, and kill him. But at that point, nothing, the stage does not automatically reset itself. You just sit there and you have to manually reset it. The second one is there's no there's no button that can reset the stage. You have to press pause and reset and it's this sounds like such a minor gripe and it is but there there's one stage in particular that's very 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 short but timing is everything and it was really annoying and it took me probably about 20 minutes to do so you ma- and it's you know if you fail it you're failing it almost immediately so if you imagine you know almost immediately failing and then pressing pause and restart and then almost failing almost immediately pressing it gets very annoying. Let's put it that <laughs> it way. Sounds like it. Um, but that was one stage. And you get there's a trophy for that stage, and it's the 
it's level 35 and it's awful. And if you look at the trophy list, you'll see that's for like a sharp decline in people who have unlocked trophies for this game. That's where the really sharp decline is. It's a that's a bad level. Most of the levels are really, really well designed. There's one that's really annoying because you're in like a cast. They've made it up to look like a castle. But the problem is your robot's really short, and you have to navigate through this. You can't see it. You can't see this area you're trying to navigate, and so you're clicking, and you don't know if you're you're making a click, and he doesn't go because he can't go. And that's not part of the puzzle. The part of the puzzle is just navigating walls so he can get through. But the problem is you can't see straight down. So you can't see if he has moved the way you want him to. That's always the problem with these 3D games that I find. Yeah. And and that can be annoying. But generally, I do still recommend this game. I do. I I would hesitate to call this spam. I would definitely call this spam with guide. Even if you're not with your guide, it wouldn't take too terribly long. But this is in that kind of stable of rattle-like games where you need to have some effort put into it. I have, I have two questions here. I'm just looking at the trophy list, and the, a lot of the trophies here are for completing certain levels. So with these first levels, 1, 7, 14, 13, 17, uh, complete level 4 or whatever, mm-hmm. are they, is it a trophy for every level? And, like, is that then all the easy levels? Or do you actually have to do some levels as well that aren't individual trophies? You well, if you look, it, the trophy list is in a weird order because it goes one, seven, fourteen, thirteen, seventeen, yeah. four. I just noticed that. But then under yeah. that is complete all easy levels, and then one of the other ones is complete all medium levels. So there are trophy specific levels, but you do still have to do all of the levels in the easy and all the levels in the medium. There's fifty levels you need to play in this. And then the second question is, I see you did this on PS4, so I I know you haven't played it on Vita yet, but from taking what you did, how do you think this is going to play on Vita? Do you think it might be better on PS4 then with what you've said with some of those issues? Or, I I mean, are you going to try it on Vita? For me, this comes down to the scaling of everything. Hmm. So one of my problems with, um, did you ever play The Bridge? Uh, No, I have not played that. That's another 3D puzzle game. I actually really liked it. It's It all looks hand-drawn. It's very heavily inspired by M.C. Escher. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy who does those impossible figure mm-hmm. drawings. Mm-hmm. They made an entire puzzle game around that. The I, I okay. started out playing that game on the Vita, right? Because this is the kind of game I would want to play on my Vita. Yes. But the problem is that when the stages get bigger and the you can't see what you're doing, because all you're seeing is the overview of the of the stage and you can't see your character anymore really or you can't see the little mm-hmm. nitty gritties you need to move to to make the puzzle work what i did notice mm-hmm. in this game is you can zoom in and out of the puzzle with uh one of the thumbsticks if you can do that on the vita i think this is very manageable on the vita but i also think uh it depends on the initial uh, scaling of the puzzle on the Vita screen because if you if you actually play this game, the actual area of the screen that the puzzle takes up is like a third of the screen. It's all white empty space, top bottom okay. left right, and the puzzles in the center. If they if they scaled it to make the puzzle bigger and have less white space, I think yeah, it could be very manageable on the Vita without having to zoom in. Otherwise, I think the zooming in would be probably necessary on the Vita. Mm, okay okay i think ps4 might be my my choice here then by the sound of it 
I think I think PS4 is a better call for this one. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, and and Nick. And the last thing I did this week was I I finished uh, Lego DC Super Villains, uh, got the platinum and the all the DLC. Congratulations! Another one ticked off for Thank you. you. <laughs> that is correct. Two more stacks of that game to go. Have you decided which the next Lego thing is? Because you have more than just the two stacks of that, don't you? There's a few others. I have. So what I have to do is I have one trophy I have to get on Lego Indiana Jones 2, which is bugging me, which mm. is that times trophy. I have to do mm-hmm. both Lego Harry Potter games on the PS4. Mm. And the two other uh, Lego DC stacks, and that's it. Uh, well, I was going to say the finishing line is near, but it's really not at all. It's no, because the, the Star Wars game's coming out, so I got to do that one too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a matter of clawing your way forward while stepping backwards at the same time. I like it. <laughs> it's good. It's good. So what can what can I share, listeners? Well, look, I'm going to start with this Twin Breaker, a Sacred Symbols adventure. Uh, it, look, it's it's fine. It's quite good. Uh, it's uh, I'm just having a look here. It is cross buy on the PS4 and Vita. There are two two stacks there, two separate lists, and it is also in a and EU stacks as well. So it's coming in. It's not the price of a Rata game. It is published by East Asia Soft, though. It's probably. I mean, it's probably, I'm um, thinking the five US, it's a little bit over double the price of, of, of a lot of the spam games. So look, I don't know. I, 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 that's interesting pricing, I suppose, but that look, that's what it is. Listeners, it, it does, it does play like a spam game of sorts, although it's longer. In fact, there's a funny story, Mindy. I reached out as a joke to the people that are handling the PR company for this last week. And I knew none of us would have probably time to play it anyway. And they had a really strict curfew on you had to play it straight away and i just said well you know we, we could probably do it but i, I feel this is going to be a spam game or whatever else and you know we, we'd love to cover it because you know we, we do spam games and i got an email back saying this is not a spam game and that was all i got so <laughs> obviously they, they feel that it's not a spam game uh you you make cj cj are are you purposely sabotaging no no I, the effort we make to get review codes no no no. i said that the majority of people that buy this game will be trophy hunters which i think is very fair because if you're not across this game obviously it's by it, it's come through colin moriarty from the sacred symbols uh podcast and that, that that podcast appeals hugely to trophy hunters so i think i think it's a valid point i think what's interesting about this game is that it doesn't it doesn't you know play to the the spam hunter though in that it's not a one hour plat in mindy at all in fact there's a new game plus that you have to beat on this so you have to play it twice anyway so i think even if you're speeding through it's still going to be six to eight eight hours so it you know there's, there's plenty to do here and, and he has look you know full credit they have fleshed it out like there's there's a ton of different modes each which you've got to play for a trophy but you can just load in or load out but you, you can play them but the base game you know you do have to play there's 40 levels and, and as i said you have to play it twice each level has sort of two collectibles so one's based on you know like a mid high score and then a top high score so so this replayability in that as well. And I think the gameplay is really, like, I really enjoy it. Now, I know, I'm not sure if you you like Brick Breakers or not, Mindy. I'm not a big fan of the Bricks games. I find them a little bit difficult. So, so though, you know, I think they're fine for what they are, but they're difficult. I find this one's a lot easier. So it's a little bit different. I mean, this one gets a bit more advanced too, because you don't always just have the two paddles. Sometimes you have four paddles as well on like each of the sides. So it gets a, or two on the bottom and one on the left and right, and you are controlling them all at the same time. So that gets a little bit more complicated. And I imagine getting the high score that you would require to unlock the collectible for the trophy is probably challenging on those levels, but 
but if you're just trying to play it to beat the levels and move on with the story it's not it's not difficult at all i think you could you could probably do it in a couple of hours there there is a lot of text in this it doesn't appeal to me but then it's a little bit too sci-fi for me i think i was expecting it maybe to be a little bit more funny but it's actually quite serious i think well you know it's not it's not a so it's a brick breaker in with a story. Yeah, yeah. So so they're sort of, I mean, I wouldn't say they're cut scenes because they're static images with text or whatever else, largely, uh, in between. So in, in a way, it's like a visual novel, I suppose. And there is a lot of text. It's not just like a little bit and then the next level. There, there's quite a bit. And then it does have boss fights as well. I think, you know, I think it's the end of every five levels or 10 levels or something. There's a boss fight uh, where you, you're doing the same thing, but you have to hit the ball into the boss while there's, you know, things going on. Uh, with the paddles and stuff there, you know, there's pickups and stuff. So look, it's quite, it's quite good. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there'll be people that will stack this four times, but that would be, that would be quite a, a commitment. And it, of course it does come with a skip for the text. So, you know, if you, if you read it once or, you, or you're not that interested, you could, you could skip it, but like, I don't know. It's an interesting premise for me. I, I didn't think I was hoping the story would be a little bit, little bit better than it was, or maybe maybe funnier or something. But you know, I'm sure I'm sure it, it's got plenty of value for some people. But that being said, the gameplay I thought was super fun. So even if you just play it for the gameplay, I think it's good. And if you're if you're not a brick breaker player, this is definitely you know manageable. As I said, if you if you bounced off <laughs> bounced off the bricks uh, games in the past, I suppose. Uh, and then I'll, I'll throw out um, Death Stranding only because Mindy is convinced that I'm not actually playing it, but maybe it's just playing itself. I suppose that that is not the case i don't think i'm the only person convinced that you're not playing well somehow the game has managed to get to chapter six so somebody's doing a good job you know <laughs> i don't know it must be it must be me and look i can i can tell you that some of these chapters are long very long like i think i thought chapter two was long and then i hit chapter three and was like whoa this is really long but then chapter four is like over in 20 minutes which is i was not expecting so it seems like the chapters you've never played a Hideo Kojima game. No, you? no, no. But it it wasn't Yeah. Yeah, that's common, is it? For him. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, this is the guy who who had like an hour long cutscene at the end of Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah. yeah. Well, the funny thing was it wasn't too short, the 20 minutes. Like each chapter is, it, it's sort of, the more I get into it, the more I the more I can see the structure behind it. Because when you start, they're, they're so hard to grasp a structure. And if you come from playing like a JRPG or an open world UB type game, you know the structure going in. And like regardless of what you say, listeners, you like new experiences, you like that core structure that in, in a big open world game. You like to understand how it works a bit from the start so you know what's going on, you know, otherwise there's too much happening and in this game you just get thrown in and it's just so much that don't really understand you know and I'm not even talking the story just just like how to use the different things and it's not really explained but then that's the point of it I think as you go on it explains it more as as you go but a lot of this game relies on you reading the in-game emails so you're you're constantly getting emails from just random people in the game uh, not real people like NPC people and if you don't read those it's hard to know what some of the functions are. And then I noticed in, I think it was chapter five that I just did. If you hadn't have been reading the text closely and realized that an email had come in previously, that it actually tells you what to do next. You wouldn't even know where to go. And in fact, that was also the case in, in episode three from now thinking about it. So it relies on you really, you know, not playing the game passively, despite the game being. So it's, it's the game where it, it 
actively like punishes you if you're if you're not reading like the flavor text. Yeah, well, I I, I hit a wall in chapter three, and I, I won't won't say what happened because it, it's it's good, it's good story narrative, but I just couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong, and I tried a, a lot of different things, and I, I'd read most of the emails, and so I actually had to look up like a little walkthrough of that chapter, and it's right at the end, and it's like, oh, you've got to read this specific email, otherwise you'd have no idea, and I was like, oh, and I'd miss that one or something, and. and and yeah, I, as I said, I, you wouldn't have figured that out without that email, I don't think. I mean, maybe trial and error, but it would have been a lot of trial and error, I think, or lateral thinking. So yeah, there is. And I mean, some of it's tied up in triggering cutscenes as well. So I think that's different. Like in most of these open world games we play, you the, the cutscene will trigger after a mission, but sometimes the cutscenes trigger when you go to the, the safe house, if you like. So it's a game where you don't have to go to the safe house. You can just keep going outside if you want for ages. But if you don't, you won't trigger that cutscene, but you can further other parts of the game. So it, it's all tied up in on, in on itself, I think. But having said that, each each chapter or episode is based on a different character. So that's interesting. That's your story narrative. But you can also play the rest of the game around it, I suppose. So... Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I said the week or two before, Mindy, that there's a danger. I think I'm going to enjoy this game, and I think I may be at that point. Like I don't know. There's a lot of frustration in this. Betrayal. Well, you know, I say that, and then last Betrayal. night. Betrayal. Well, I say that, but then last night I finished chapter five, and like this chapter was just monotonous garbage. Like it required you again, no spoilers, but required you to traverse over this massive snow mountain, which took ages anyway to do and of course you fall over because it's too steep and it's just all this garbage and then you finally get to where you've got to go which is way on the other side of the map you get this little thing happens and then you've got to go all the way back again and there's no fast travel you actually have to do it so you're going back over and I was just like this is getting a bit this is getting a bit much for me so <laughs> I, I don't know but yeah, I'm hoping that doesn't happen again. You think again. Kadea is trolling people? Well, we we had this discussion in the the Discord the other day with with Mr. Scottish Noob, the Patreon producer that that forced this travesty upon me. And you know, <laughs> the funny thing is, that one of the side missions, because there's like side missions everywhere or side deliveries, is delivering pizzas across the map. And like, it's just absurd. Like you've got all this shit going on in the story and, and valid stuff. And then all of a sudden you've got 30 minutes, which is, you know, it's tons of time thirty in real, real time, 30 minutes to deliver the pizza. But it, it means you've sort of got to stop what you're doing because you've got to do that. And it's just, I don't know, like, it's just stupid. Like you're not going to deliver a pizza like a thousand kilometers across mountains, are you, in 30 minutes? That'd be a cold pizza. Yeah, well, but it's got to be there before it's cold. And like, it's just, I don't know. So it's it's interesting. What I think would be really interesting with this game, I think the gameplay is probably too much for a lot of people because having said that, there's a lot of shit, you just boring random shit you have to do to to level up to get, you know, to these points. I think this as a movie would be really interesting. It'd probably like, or, you know, in in parts, if they took all the cutscenes and put it in, I think I think it would, would be a valid story. It would hold up. But I just think all this crap, like, I don't know, you, you don't seem too keen on playing it, Mindy. And I, I think all the crap around nope. the sides is, is this, I feel the same way. Like the, the, that stuff is very relaxing. I'll give it that. Like I am, I'm quite enjoying it. And it's addictive too, because you're like, oh, well, I'll take that delivery and I'll, I'll go there and I'm I'm going that way. So I'll go a bit that way as well. And I'll go that way. And, and that stuff's cool. But, you know, but then every now and then you get attacked by these giant things that just I don't understand yet because it's really unclear where they're coming from or what's going on. So <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's interesting. But 
look, I, you know, I don't want to crap on it, obviously, but the only other fault of the game that I'm finding is it has an amazing soundtrack, really amazing. And you unlock songs uh, as rewards for doing deliveries and, and missions and stuff. And so you build up this great library of songs. And the only way you can trigger the songs is to actually go to the safe room and listen to them while you're in there. Otherwise, the songs only trigger in certain areas. So for a large... Oh, like light... Sorry, you mean like licensed li- li- license? Yeah, yeah. So for large portions okay. of the game, like when I was traversing this this mountain, and I mean, this took a good 30 minutes, so over an hour to go both ways, I didn't get any music at all, which is I just thought was obnoxious. Like, you know, the sound effects were good, but I would have loved some music. And I was trying to make it play music, and I was just like, it just didn't want to. So you actually, my understanding is you have to be in certain areas in the game. So the music is matched to the actual landscape. That kind of, that's, that kind of gets into the annoying area of realism for me. Like I, like I talked about with Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah. Where at some point you got to remember, you know, have your big epic realistic thing. But at some point you do need to remember this is a video game. So like, while it is realistic that you're alone with yourself and no music, even though I can't imagine that he wouldn't have like an iPod. Mm, he's got everything else. Right. Remember that it's a video game. Players don't want to be slogging in, you know, real time, whatever, across a mountain with no music. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think one thing I was thinking about last night was whether maybe you can mainline the story. Cause the way the leveling sort of works, it does improve you, but it's not like a, an RPG where you're going to run into a boss where you're just not going to be able to beat it because you're not strong enough. So the leveling doesn't necessarily help you in that aspect. Well, at least not not here. And I'm like, I think I'm halfway through the story now or something or close to. So I wonder if you mainline the story and you just choose not to engage with this other stuff. But then the other thing I don't really understand are the other people in the game. So I know it's a social experience. Now, you can't actually see the other people. So it's not an MMO where you can see other people doing their things, you know, real life people. But every now and then down the bottom of the screen will be like, this player did this or whatever. So that will flash up, but you can't actually see it. And you've got all these shared projects, but what I don't understand is like the, the roads are the major shared projects. So, you know, I want the roads to be built because it'll make the game bloody quicker, but it takes a huge amount of resources to build the roads, way more than I could do. Like it would take forever, but then I'm not sure, like I don't really feel like contributing and wasting my resources building the road because it'll build for everyone, I think, if nobody else is going to do it as well. Does that make sense? So now I'm like, I check it and nobody's done anything. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to put my resources here if you're not going to do it. So I think we're in a standoff. Nobody nobody wants to commit to building the road. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's probably a me problem. But it, I find that social thing. I mean, it's interesting for gamers because gamers are very much like, oh, this is my shit. You know, I, I, I mine this, you know, gold. I, this is my gold now. And putting it into these communal projects, what, why should they? And, you know, therefore, if they're not, why should I? So we all suffer as a result, I think. But look, I, I'm enjoying it and I, I look forward to playing more. And, you know, t- touch base, I'm hoping to, to finish it this month. I'm, I'm still not sure how long the, the post game is going to be. I have a, I'm fear, fearful that it could be very long, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. So I, have, I haven't convinced you then, Mindy, to, to try it. Nope. No way. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, okay. Well, let, let's see. Maybe we can find something to convince the listeners on this week with some new releases. Oh, wait, no, actually, no, there's one game and actually no, because this is a new release. So I'll ask you about it then. Cause I do want to talk to you about it. Would you like to kick us off? 
Yeah, I'm going to go with, where is it? The Casebook of Arcady Smith. Uh, this sounds straight up my alley. It's a an open world investigation adventure game. This sounds really, really interesting. And, you know, it's not going to be, you know, MMO open world. But it, it sounds a little bit like, oh, let's say, uh, what was that game? Well, I guess it's not. I was going to say Murdered Soul Suspect, but all those different cases were collectibles. They weren't actually, you didn't actually work on those cases. So I don't know what this sounds like. I feel like I've played something like this before, but I, I it's not come to mind. But I know you've played it, and, and you played it for one very specific reason, and I think you should tell people what that is. Well, just before we get to that, what scares me about this game is this open world and all this thing. Does the fact that it's only 680 megabytes concern you? And now I know we live in the wonderful age of compression, but that seems really small for a game that is at least somewhat open world. I, that does seem, I would have expected several gigs. It's only 600 and it's not even a gig. No, no, not even a gig, like 680, 684 or something. Yeah. At that point, I would say it depends on what the graphic style they went with is, but that is concerning. Yes, that's that's what I thought as well. So we sort of we sort of sent guinea pig Zador, Patreon producer Zador, into the field. He was he was more than happy to play it. And look, I think (laughs) I think he's quite enjoyed it. So I think we don't need to be worried. The art, the graphics are not great, obviously, you know. But I don't. That's not the reason you're playing it. It didn't. It didn't look too blocky to me, but I'm not sure yet. But that's definitely something to consider. But look, the price is very cheap as well. So, you know, it's not it's not like you're paying, you know, I think it's $10 Australian. So I'm not sure what it is on the US, hopefully. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, very cheap. So. Oh, I didn't think, I, I mean, I didn't think this would be a $60 game, but I had, I had this pegged for probably 30 maybe 40 No, I think it's got to be under 10 US, uh, maybe six or seven. I assume if, if, the, if the stores aren't playing funny business uh, between themselves again, but. Yeah. Maybe I'll bump this up more on my list because I just I just assume I haven't looked at the store this week. No, I just assumed that it would have been kind of mid range price. No, no. So I think for that price, you can forgive it a lot, you know. And I mean, the, the story, I suppose, is, is the premise, not the graphics. Anyway, so I, have, I haven't played any of the story, but Zador reached out this morning and he's finished all the cases now. I think he had a little trouble with two of them, just finding something, but but he managed to do that. He told me that most of the cases run about an hour, but there's some cases that are very short, 20 minutes. And I think he said one was eight minutes. I'm, I'm not sure how how that is uh or whatever but there's a series of cases and and you can replay them he said so there'll, there'll be no missables but yes you're right Minnie. there is a bullshit trophy here it's compulsory there has to be one that's how it works and uh it's for a mini game which which looks to me like it has nothing to do with the game at all it's basically a vertical uh vertical runner endless runner if you like that requires you to get a certain score a million, I believe, Mindy, which is very easy. It's very easy. Anyone can do it if I can do it. You know, it just takes a, a couple of goes, I think. But CJ, you realize, you realize we're, we're going to lose Zador as a producer, right? No, look, I have a feeling he's already got it and he's just baiting me now and so that he can come out now that I've <laughs> gone on the record. So I'm being very careful, you notice I haven't said it, whether he has or not has not got it at this point but you can you know if you're a completionist and you're worried about this trophy when you first load into the game the tv's there you can do this trophy first before you do anything else so if you didn't like it or whatever concerned you you wouldn't i suppose have to do the rest of the game on that account so you you can do it that way it's not not a trophy at the end i'm not liking these these this run of games that i'm interested in where they have these bs mini game trophies 
like uh what metro was uh uh what was that game from a couple weeks ago where the entire platinum is just that mini the smartphone mini game oh uh, mosaic yes yeah mosaic thank you but that wasn't hard that was just a turbo controller <laughs> 12 hour experience i think yeah 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 i think the more spam games you play the easier these sort of trophies are though like i think that game that mini game could be a rat plat that that whole game that mini game could be turned into a rat plat just put a few extra trophies in it so if if you played things like red death or if you played uh like uh the super destronaut the original destronaut game any of those games then you're sort of familiar you know with this style so I, th- I think you're okay with it and and of course it's random so you, you may get it the second go you may get it on the 10th go it probably just depends which which wave works best for you but it's very quick the load time is very quick if you die it just goes straight back in so it's not so bad i think i think you're playing with fire cj i think you you make sweeping statements like that and uh one of them's gonna bite you soon i just know it if I didn't have the trophy, I wouldn't be able to say that, but I do. So I think, you know, I think it's fine. And I looked at the percentage before we started, and it's not the lowest percentage trophy in the game. So I think it's, I think it's okay to, to say Are that. you going to, is that going to be the only trophy you've earned in the game, or are you going to earn others? <laughs> well, there's one for running or scaring a pedestrian in the car. So that sounds like fun. I would like to try that as well. <laughs> so, and there's one for playing the piano. And I had a quick look around in the opening room to see if the piano was there. I thought might as well get that trophy as well, but it's not. So the piano must be somewhere else. So I, I, I might have to do that. And probably the eight-minute case, because I'm, I'm fascinated to see how you solve a case in eight minutes. But we'll find out. What do we got next? I'll do one. Uh, let's see. I did, I did write them down here, listeners. Oh, oh of course. So, you know, you, you've probably, Mindy, I, I hope you've seen a, a classic of the film genre, The Snakes on a Plane. Are you familiar with this? This well should have been an Academy Award-winning film, but there was an oversight. I have seen it, and I'll tell you what: "Snakes on a Plane" had a very, very catchy theme song, like catchier than it had any right to be. But uh, I, I was in England at the time when it came out. I believe that's when I was in England, and uh, my flatmate like loved the music video for it, and she had it on yes. all the time. <laughs> Because it's so cheesy, but it's it's a guilty pleasure, that movie. It's fantastic. I agree. And many of us, you know, have been waiting. Many Snakeys, uh, Snakey fans have been waiting for Snakes on a Train. But until we get that, we now have Snakey Bus, which has just come out of nowhere, Mindy. You know, we talk about AAA games coming out of nowhere, but Snakey Bus really has come out of nowhere. I didn't even know this existed. And look, you know, all you need to know, listeners, is that you need to get this game because you're a bus that just slowly multiplies. So you just get to become a longer and longer and longer bus until you become like a snaky bus. And you have to deliver people, but it's sort of like a racing game, if you like. So you drive around and there's like little highlighted areas. You don't have to stop. You know, you just drive through it or whatever. So you're thinking, well, this is an easy fight. And of course, you'd be right. It should take around an hour or so. But what happens is, I was watching a video, Mindy, the bus gets so long that you're driving around this village that you have to like, you, you can actually trap yourself because it's just like crazy long. So you, you, you run out of sort of room and then you can actually sort of like jump over parts of the bus as it gets longer. And you have to, you know, deliver so many people in this time. So yes, there are no snakes in it. Yes, there are no planes in it. But, you know, it's snaky bus. And that is enough. That is enough for me. That should be enough for you as well. So will I see this platinum on your account next week? Yes, definitely. I don't think it's out yet. I think it's up on the Xbox at the moment, but I don't know when it's going to be for playstation well what day so hopefully hopefully there'll probably be a bullshit trophy in there though i don't know what it's gonna be but 
There will be, guaranteed. I mean, you're not going to get a game like Snaky Bus without one. But, but well, we'll, that we'll... that's okay for you because you just brag that you're you're good at yeah. both trophies now. Yeah, I'm getting I'm I build up a high high tolerance to it. That's what happens when you have 999 <laughs> rat plats, Minty. You, you become surprisingly skilled. No, no good at anything else, but surprisingly skilled in that genre. Bring bring on Foxyland too. I'm ready. Uh, the the <laughs> Japanese stack. <laughs> I, think, I think that's actually coming. Okay, <laughs> do we have another one, Minty? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to throw in um, The Complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an FMV game. They're all terrible and I love them. Uh, but this is by the same company that did uh, Late Shift and The Bunker. Yes. So Late Shift was the one about the, the, the jewel heist with all the pretty cars. And The Bunker is about the dude in the bunker. Mm-hmm. Hence the name. <laughs> uh, this one is a sci-fi thriller. After a major bioweapon attack on London, because of course it's London, because it's a British company, two scientists find themselves in a lockdown laboratory with time and air running out. Your actions and your relationship with other characters will lead you to one of eight suspenseful endings. So Mm. I, of course, I'm going to play this because it's an FMB game and I love them all. This is the company, I believe, so Late Shift in the Bunker. So this is the company that has a budget and, like, actors that you would recognize. <laughs> yes. Well, it's true. Yeah. So Late Shift had, it wasn't the main guy, but it had a guy, uh, one of the main characters was in, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, I believe. He's got a lot of credits under his belt. He's in his, like, 60s. And, okay. yeah, a bunch of TV shows. Am I right about Mr. Norrell? Yes, I am. Ha-ha. And then The Bunker. I believe that guy was in The Hobbit. Um, I, I don't know his name, so I'm just kind of frantically Googling right now. I imagine he played background Hobbit number seven. No, like, he was an actual, like... Oh, he was a main part. Yeah. Okay. And then this one has... Um, it looks like the main girl, or at least the girl who's on the the cup like game poster, is in a lot of TV shows, British TV shows. So that's that's pretty cool. As opposed to the other one, the the group that did uh, Doctor Decker and and Shapeshift and Detective. What's what's the new one they're doing? That's the offshoot of Shapeshift and Detective. Oh yes, the Poe and Monroe. Poe and Monroe evenings with Poe and Monroe. Right, those two like radio characters on the. Yeah, mm. where it's they just recycle the same ca- like it's a group of people and they're just they do all their own stuff and they're all up yeah, in each other's cool, projects. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm excited for this, and I will I'm sure I'll report back on it uh very soon after release. Don't quote me on that, but more than likely, we'll be uh playing it relatively close to release. So listeners, while you're, you know, you're bored there sitting in your house wondering what you're going to do, you know, this afternoon for the next hour, what I suggest you do is come to the PlayStation blog, load it up, go down to the complex here. It's got a lovely write-up that, you know, Mindy has told us all about, so you don't need to read it. But now look at the picture. And I've been engaging in this now for five minutes, Mindy, and it's, it's interesting. It's terrifying in a way. And get into a staring competition with this woman. Because there's something hypnotic about it. The eyes. I don't know, Mindy. If you look at this picture, you just find that you're just, you start staring and you can't stop staring at her. It's creepy. I think you have a thing for women in white. 
because it was before before it was the Asian girls in the white sundresses, and this woman has a white like button-up shirt. Mindy, that was a photography simulator. That was all above board. I don't know what you're talking about, but this this is a uh, this is creepy. I'm closing the picture. It's creepy. I, you can you can report back when you've played it. You and... do you do realize, CJ? She is a picture, so you will lose I know, that staring. But she draws you in. Like you do realize that, right? <laughs> I do. I do. But look, people are looking for things to do, Mindy. They're trapped in their house, you know, staring at a picture, playing playing a Horizon Zero Dawn. There are no good options here. It's a dreadful time, but you just have to do what you you have to do. So, I can't wait until I start Horizon Zero Dawn. And have to force you to talk about it on the podcast. Well, I don't think that's going to be fun. I don't think that's ever going to happen because it's been out forever and you haven't played it. So I think, I think you're making the smart. I am staring at my copy of the game right now. Do not tempt me. Look, many people are staring at their copy of the game as they swing with their lifeless body from the noose as they tried, you know, after playing it, their head's just stuck in that position. But, you know, look, it's, it's lovely on the shelf, Mindy. There is enough tragedy in the world at the moment. Leave it there. Don't expose yourself to more. Now, why don't we go across to some spam games for this week? So you're going to drop in that Mecco uh, business, I think you said, uh, Mecorama. Yeah, that's not, I mean, it's not the easiest. Like I said, it, you, it does require some effort and a little bit of skill, but mm. it's still, it's like 85% spam, I would say. And what else have we got here? Now, I don't know if you've seen this game. I know nothing about it. This Brave Land trilogy. Now, I'm just, no. Okay, no. no. I thought that might have been the Radder game, but unfortunately, I, I'm going I'm to retract that before I even put it out there. I, I think <laughs> beat the game on hard difficulty. Definitely not. This is weird to me. Uh, Deep One's got another stack. Oh. Now, that was from a while ago. Yeah. This was a... a... I don't know if this is Rattalike or sometimes you. And it only got a North American and European stack. And yeah. now there's finally an Asian stack. But I got this platinum two years ago. So this is a, a very delayed stack. Yeah. Only PS4, but I'm sure there'll be a Vita as well then. For that. Oh, no, it's up the top here, Vita as well. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. is like, like, uh, this isn't the spammiest game. But it is a fairly easy platinum. There's two boss fights that are annoying, but there's ways to cheese them. Um, I did write a trophy guide for this game. So you can check it out on PlayStation Trophies. Um, it's cute. It's a love letter to uh, like old Specky games, like ZX Spectrum games. Um, so it's that obviously that graphic style. It's not bad. The translation is kind of fun because it's English is not their first language. Oh, this is Sometimes You. This is an early Sometimes You game that they put out. Also, not a Metroidvania. So, you know, many boxes ticked there. Not a Metroidvania. Excellent. No. Uh, but I like, you know what I like, CJ? Yeah. That you, you are the one who has referenced both things this week. <laughs> to be honest, when I said it's not a Metroidvania, I wasn't sure. I was waiting to see if you agreed or not. So I haven't played it, so I wasn't sure. But there we go. We got away with it. So. <laughs> We're safe. No, but you're right. It's not a it's not a Metroidvania. Oh, good. You know, I hadn't I hadn't played it, so I wasn't sure. Uh, okay, good, good. Uh, I can throw out if you, if you're looking for a VN on a budget, there is this Re Idol. I believe it's like a hundred yen, which like is not much, like a dollar, I think, or something. Uh, and I, I haven't done it myself, but I believe it's like a, a twenty minute or fifteen or twenty minute skip or something. So it, it's not a platinum. I was going to ask if that was that Japanese game that's on your profile for this week, but I guess it's not. 
No, I haven't done it yet. Joe Joe's played this one and he said it takes about 15 or 20 minutes. There's a save or something in there at some point. And, you know, it's very easy and very quick, but it's only 100% that one, not a um, not a plat. And then this Null Drifter. I'm going to go with this because someone has finished it in 18 minutes. So this this is a good sign, I think. And actually looking at the trophy list, this is a perfect sign. <laughs> it's just collect some coins and kill some people and reach level six. That, oh, that I have, looks, you know, I have a question for you. Yeah. You, I think I speculated last week that uh, dissection might be uh, yeah. a spammy, and I see that you've at least played it. But I watched a playthrough of it, and while it can theoretically be done about 20 minutes, it sounds like it's not that easy. Well, it's not easy for someone with no skill like myself, I can tell you. <laughs> so I think these games need to start coming with a warning, I think, like a Bethesda sign in the corner. You know, don't don't attempt this. It's not like Doom. It's too hard for you or something. But look, I don't I'm sure it's going to be 20 minutes for somebody the first time. And there is a there is an awesome video walkthrough by ST. Uh, does some amazing horror videos uh, on her YouTube channel, and and she does it in under twenty minutes. So it's, it can definitely be done in under twenty minutes. Uh, it's two playthroughs, I, I believe. So that's to do with some of the collectibles you have to finish with. You you can't finish with them all, um, and finish the game. But it's basically the same each time, I think. But I got got about eight minutes through the guide, and it just gave me the shits because you just got to do things in a certain order, which is fine. But there's one of these like roaming npc horror guys and if he sees you you're like dead so you have to hide from him so he is like on a loop so if, if you study the loop and you, you play it you know you'd figure out how to do it so the video's done that which is awesome but the problem is is you've got to be in sync with the video so you know if, you, if you're too quick the guy might be in a different spot or vice versa if you're too slow so for me it was like okay we'll do like 30 seconds with the video and then move forward and it was just too monotonous but I think I think if you like ran it six or seven times and you you died, like you would build up a memory of the game. Maybe then is spam, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know if that appeals to you that sort of game. But it frustrated me. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I kind of thought about that game, but then I I, I looked at SC's guide as well, and I was like, eh, maybe not. Yeah. Well, the thing is that's apparently it is definitely getting an EU stack. Joe said the other day, so it might be a game where you do them both one after the other if you're going to do them. If you're going to bother to memorize the game, it would be dreadful to do it once and then do the next one like a couple of months later, I think, when you forget. But, you know, it's up to you uh, if you want to do it, I suppose. Uh, anything else there? I don't think so. You know, I, I kind of was taking a look at this mech extermination force, but I'm just I'm kind of scrolling through it, and it looks like maybe you do have to play the whole game. And there is this, oh, there's a speedrun trophy. Maybe not. This playing the whole game thing is overrated. If you can't, if you can't show me the platinum in five minutes, what, what, what you know, what are you doing? Show me, why can't you show me? Uh, too much time. So we'll just put that to the side. So if there's nothing else, Mindy, shall we go to the the push to plat platinum club shoutouts for this week? Sure. So it's been it's been a busy week. Now, if you're if you're listening there and you're like, well, you know, I've earned some platinums. Why don't I get a shout out? Well, you could, you can, you know, you should, you know, you've put the work in. So how you can, if you, if you wish to, is you could join the PS4 community on the PlayStation. It's free. Or you can jump into the Discord and there's a there's a little section on the side. I have no idea how this happens, Mindy. These things just appear. And it's where you can put your, your platinum picture or your, your number and stuff like that. So either, either is uh, acceptable to us. So, Mindy, there's a ton here. It looks like we're going to read a novel. Why don't we alternate? Would you like to take the, the first person or the second person? And we'll go from there. Oh, let's see. Why don't you start? 
Excellent. Excellent. My plan worked well. So Redbeard Rick, number 129, Dead Space 2, and DE. So that's German, isn't it? Is that correct? The DE stack? I assume that's I German. believe so. Excellent. Look, I didn't even know there were two stacks of Dead like, Space. Like Deutsch? Yeah, I think that, I think that yeah. I think so. I didn't even know there were two stacks, so that's awesome. Congratulations, uh, sir, Dead Space. Unless for some reason, like, Denmark got their own stack. Mm. Mm. No, I think, I think it must you be know, G- D- D- for Denmark. I wonder what the... Uh, I assume it's, it's not like the, uh, it's not like the uh, Wolfenstein games. I'm sure they didn't change anything in Dead Space for the German version. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they did. I don't know. It'd be, it would be interesting to know. Uh, number 131, Twin Breaker. <laughs> Next time I want to play a mediocre Brick Breaker game, I'll play I'll play Bricks. So there you go. Obviously not a fan of that game, but that's okay. It's okay. Now, Mindy, you're up. I don't know. Were there, I, you know, I meant to ask you, were there, were there boobies in Twin Breaker? Because Bricks had boobies. No, no. It's a very, it's a very above the board game. No nudity at all. <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> that's unfortunate uh let's see um how did you how did you say the name earlier zuchi what did we decide on well i, I don't know i was just gonna say Z- Z- oh now i've forgotten zuche i'm gonna i'm gonna go with Zuche. a tea for no reason just because i am bob yeah. bob platinum number 29 is uh infamous second son number 30 is monster hunter world that's a big one that's a very big one it's a massive one. Congratulations. And I'm pretty sure, Mindy, I read that he's actually done the same on the PC version as well. So I think he's done it twice. It's very impressive. That's killer, man. Yeah, yeah. Must, must really love it. Uh, then we have a Lawless Lava, number 130, the DOA. So, oh, Dead or Alive 5, last round. Congratulations. So I've never, I played a couple of the Dead or Alive games, but I've never tried this one, the 5. I know one of them is really, really grindy. I think. I think there's a Dead or Alive 5, and then there's also a Dead or Alive 5 last round. But I don't know which one is which. But either way, that's, that's fantastic. So well done, sir. That's the thing about fighting games. is like there's a numbered game, and then there's like 12 spinoffs under that same number. Yeah. Like Street Fighter did that a lot. I don't know how much Dead or Alive does it, though. Oh, look, I, th- I think they do. And I mean, you know, the great thing about the Dead or Alive games are they just have a monoxious amount of DLC, swimwear DLC and avatars you can buy and costumes for the games. It's fantastic. But pretty sure that 5 is the one where you actually, there's just a ton of multiplayer online. And so it, it's the one where you just get two turbo controllers and two systems and you just leave them to play each other online. So it's a very valid, <laughs> you know, way to do it. It's a great trophy, isn't it? But I'm... I think the Dead Alive 5 is actually, the last round is more enjoyable because you don't have to do that sort of garbage. You know. Anyway, nice. it's one or the other. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, Boss 10 George. That's a big one. Number 165, Star Ocean 3. Preceded by his 8,000th milestone trophy, aptly named Elite Trophy Collector. Congratulations, sir. Was he working, when he came on the show, had he started Star Ocean 3? Like, had he... Had he just started it? I, well, I think he was doing four at the time still. He would, that was the really big one that he was trying to finish. So uh, he must, must have started this. But, you know, look, these games are massive, Mindy, for normal gamers like ourselves. But for George, these are just like an afternoon, maybe two days, you know, and he seems to just burn through these. So These are his spam games. Yeah, I know, I know. I read somewhere that he's like only the second person to have finished 
I don't know if he's finished all of them or whatever he said, the certain number of them. So that, you know, that's fantastic. That's, that's a, that's a fantastic. Yeah. It was, he was in, he was in like an unofficial competition with a, I think like a Japanese guy Mm. to be the first person to do all of them or something like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I'm not tempted to play one yet, but you know, it's, it's great that he is. Mindy, are you about to start one? (laughs) No. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, we'll just put that next to Death Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn there for you. That could be the next, the next Patreon suggested platinum for you. Well, look, let's not tempt fate. You know, there's, there's so much excitement already to be had before <laughs> we get there. Uh, next, we have EDJ 3DG, a Sniper Elite V2 remastered, slowly but surely beefing up the platinum count. So that's a that's a pretty substantial uh, game. That one as well. That's that's not a spam title by any stretch. No, not at all. I'm always impressed these sniper elites because they have to do it on this authentic difficulty. Very tricky. Very tricky. So that's impressive. Impressive, sir? Uh, let's see. Easty, number 635, Dreams. Some awesome and very fun stuff created by players, but reaching level 30 takes an eternity. You know what I like about Easty at the moment, Mindy? He's playing Final Fantasy twelve, and it's slowed him down because there's been no plat pitcher in a couple of days, which makes me happy. Because <gasps> no. I was like, I wonder how quickly he'll do it. Like a day, two days, three days. But, you know, it's okay. Are we, are we sure he's still with us? Well, I hope so. I hope so. Because if we haven't gotten a plat, plat picture from Eastie in a couple of days, like that's that's when you, you know, do a wellness yeah, check. Yeah, it takes about 80 hours, you know, well, but maybe less for someone of his skill. And so I, I think 80 hours of real time have to pass first before he can get the plat. So hopefully, maybe that's the situation. Maybe it's just the time thing he'll have it in the next day or so we'll, we'll see we'll see uh then who we got uh Teresa, uh congratulations number 600 it's a massive one and it's a it's a fantastic title is it wrong to try pick up girls in a dungeon infinite combat this is based on an anime that's a great it's title. fantastic isn't it yeah it's a great yeah, title based on an anime i was really tempted to try this because you know I, i'm going through this period of playing garbage anime sort of games inspired games and you know the animes are not garbage but often the games are garbage that go with them they're, they're really not they don't live up to it but i asked her was this this particularly any good because at the moment it's not available in the west uh you, you either have to import it or you know get it through a, a an asian store but i believe uh, she said there that the asian store is uh it is possible to play it in english so it is multi-language if, if that does interest you but apparently it's it's not great it's okay but but it's nothing special it is what it is i think you have to do the next two. Oh, <laughs> you don't want to shout out yourself <laughs> so, i don't <laughs> number 606 congratulations mindy lego dc villains the japanese stack we talked about today and then or Sarah, we don't know the number for this one Elsara because you didn't didn't type it in but this is the now i also don't remember the name but it's the the toilets unicorn game and uh congratulations because i know you spent some time on this one sir and and you said that it was a little bit bullshit which you know we come to expect in these sort of games apparently mindy this is like a you only have a one hit sort of situation so you've got to get through all the world but if you die in it then you got to go back to the start and there's, there's oh, multiple worlds. Yeah, which is a shame because the game looks like he was telling me about it and it sounds really funny. Like it's really off the wall. It makes jokes of so many different things, IGN and, you know, different people. So it's supposed to be like that side's funny, but the gameplay itself is not, it's not that funny. And then I saw that uh, Reddy, uh, previous guest Reddy, also finished it. So I asked him about it and he, he went into like this really technical reason why it's not good with the analog sticks drifting or going slow. And there's a lot of text. and 
to be honest, it was a bit much for me. And, you know, the, the general principle was that it, he didn't think it was great either. So, yeah, I don't know. But the That's name is great. such a shame because it has such an amazing trophy list. Yeah. Like they, had fun, they had fun with that list. Yeah. Well, it's obviously doable. Like, I know Olsero stuck at it and, and he did it. So it's doable. It's just maybe frustrating. He said particularly the last world was very frustrating. So I'm not sure. Uh, okay. Well, you can do the next two then. We'll, we'll trade back. Well, I forgot about Alcero. The next one is is giving me a shout out too, which is why I thought you should read it. Oh, is it? <laughs> What's the next one? I missed it. I got Ed the Shed as the next one. Yes. Oh, okay. And he uh, gives so me Ed... a shout out. Oh, for it. sorry, sorry. Yes, I thought. Oh, you're, you're, this is your alternate account, Ed the Shed. Excellent. No, it's not. Of course not. Ed the Shed two hundred one four, which is a fantastic name. Plat number seventy five. The day of the tentacle. Just wanted to give a big thanks to Mindy, as I would never have 100%ed this game without your guide. Well, to be honest, I don't think anyone would have. So I, I agree <laughs> there. Congratulations, Mindy. Oh, I want to say, I meant to say this at the top of the show, just as a kind of jumping off, you know, we talk about random stuff for 10 minutes before the podcast. Hmm. I posted it in the Discord like two weeks ago. Someone had made, some company that makes kind of like geek wear that's based out of, I think, Germany. So apparently I got to move to Germany. But, because uh, that's where the horses are. It's where the adventure game market is still thriving. Like, it sounds like I, I was just born in the wrong country. Mm-hmm. But um, they, this company made a, basically like a Snuggie. You know, you know a Snuggie? Well, no, I don't. Like, like What's a Snuggie? Uh, what would they call them? Like a wearable blanket, like a blanket with sleeves. Oh, like a moo-moo. Yes, I know that. Yeah. No, a moo-moo is like a dress, like a like a tarp dress. Oh. I mean, maybe that's what you call them in Australia. No, yeah. a, a, a snuggie or a slanket, I think, is the other name, like the uh, other brand name. I'm sure they were in an episode of The Simpsons. I've seen these things before. Oh, I'm sure. But like, it's it's just a blanket with sleeves, basically. So, you know, you can sit on the couch in it with it wrapped all around you and you know, you're not hiding your arms under the blanket. You know what I mean? So you can still do stuff and your arms and hands are still warm. Do you know what I like about that? That just, you know, you just need one of these, what do you call them? Snuggies, snuggies and a glass of white wine sitting on the couch at 11 o'clock during the day. And it just shows you've totally just given given up. I love that. That's fantastic. Oh yeah. yeah. I oh, can't yeah. wait for that time. Oh, tr- <laughs> trust me. This when the snuggie first emerged on the market, like they were mocked incessantly. Yes. But, um, and I was like, oh, I'm never going to get one of those. I'm fine with the blanket. And then, and then this geek company made a snuggy slanket, whatever you want to call it, uh, shaped like purple tentacle from day of the tentacle. Yes. Oh, and I was like, damn it. You have found a snuggy I would actually buy. So I bought it <laughs> and it took two weeks because Amazon, you know, is having shipping problems which is fine i don't need it right now uh but i did in fact buy it and it came in uh today actually so i haven't opened it yet but uh i will i would post a picture of it but that'd be a weird picture to take i think (laughs) i challenge any other playstation look any other gaming podcast to this week manage to get in and link it the Snuggie into their podcast. I think that's fantastic. I was wondering how that was going to come back to the, the topic, but now, now I get it. That's great. 
Push to Plat, your Snuggie wearing podcast. If, if anyone who makes Snuggies would like to sponsor us, that is, uh, we, would, we would look at that seriously. But let, let's move high, on. We're on the high end of fashion, man. Yeah. Well, that's perfect gamer attire, though. So they should be reaching out to, to gamers, I think. They should. You're right. Let's do uh, Zador. Number 458, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. One of the best Star Wars games to this day. Trophyless is tougher than out... I assume he means outcast. Oh, yes, I think Since so. cheats disable trophies, and multiplayer mode also has trophies. So that's a hard pass for me. Real spooky fought five you? Isn't it for you? Did you, did you typo, CJ? You may have typoed. Finding decent people was awful, but finally got das- Destiny 2 Platinum done. Onwards to 100%. Well done. Congratulations. I assume that's another game neither of us will ever play, but that's another massive game too. Well done. That is correct on both accounts. Yes, yes, yes. Well done. And then we, we bring up to the end today with Lux Lux, the wonderful Italian Italian gamer. And, of course, our, our thoughts continue to go, uh, go out to you uh, at this time in Italy especially. Uh, and now, Mindy, this is a crazy game, I'm led to believe. This is Platinum 1,190. So, Lux, it's unusual for me to say numbers over 1,000, but it's nice to finally have someone else here that's there. It's, it's, it's about time. In fact, you, you've got too many. You've got more than me. So what we need to do is slow you down if possible, as soon as possible too. Give me a year, I can get there, and then you can continue. But anyway, this game, Mindy, for 1,190, Carnival Island on PS3 after seven years and 11 months. Are you familiar with this game at all? No. I mean, I've I've seen it, like, on shelves, but I that's about it. Well, she says that apparently some of the challenges are, like, crazy, crazy difficult. And I was looking, and the, the plat percentage is very, very low, like in the 0. point something percentile, you know, and not many people have it. So obviously that's a really tough plat, and that's... um. That's congratulations. And I believe Lux is a completionist as well. So that's probably been worrying her for seven years and 11 months. So that's fantastic. Yeah, she's in the, she's in the club. Yes, yes. <laughs> your, your membership has been renewed for this year because of Carnival Island. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Start working on your next one, though, because we're not waiting seven years and 11 months. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's fantastic. That's, that's a lot. So as we said, if you'd like to get a shout out, please do. Please do, uh, you know, drop it in the Discord or on the uh, PlayStation 4 community app. There was quite a lot there this week, Mindy. I feel like there was more last week, but yeah, it is a lot. I'm, I'm glad that more people are posting their, their stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are doing a lot of gaming at the moment, which is, is great. So, Mindy, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to wrap it up here because we have a pressing engagement coming up in a moment that we, we really need to, you know, pull our full attention to. On I feel because it definitely deserves that. And uh, we so, do. It's so, gonna be fun. It is going to be fun. And what we're alluding to here, listeners, if you're, if you're wondering whether I've just lost it completely, which is always a, always a possibility, we are, we're just about to lay down our uh, Push to Plat After Dark episode here for our patron listeners. So, you know, if that, if that content does interest you and, it, you know, if you want to, want to support us, you know, you definitely can jump onto Patreon there and for the $10 and above tier uh, that is made available to you. And it's a, it's a bit of a, well, we won't give it away yet, Mindy, what it is. We'll, we'll let them wait because I'm not sure which one's coming out first, but we'll, we'll, let them, we'll let them wait. So until then, Mindy, if they're trying to find you, the listeners, how can they, how can they do that? Twitter at The Mind is a City. I also have a coffee page, ko-fi.com slash The Mind is a City. Perfect. And if you're looking for the show, obviously it's on all good podcast providers. You can reach out to us on Twitter at 
push to the number two plat push to plat or at gmail at push to plat com the discord link will be in the show notes as well so once again i'd like to i'd like to thank uh zador vp sprunky and scottish noob for their patreonage uh, as patreon producers of the show we couldn't do this without you i really uh, really appreciate it as does mindy and joe and we look forward to welcoming a new patreon producer as the month ticks over uh into the next month as well so thank you everyone have a wonderful week Continue earning those trophies, continue smiling. We'll talk again soon. Bye.